How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Because the Internet Podcast. It is December 28th, the week in between Christmas and the New Year. Um, we do have some sports stuff. Football went on during Christmas break, even through COVID problems. So we'll talk about that, all the uh, other different things and other sports going on with COVID. Um, but I'm joined here with Steve, as always. Steve, how are you doing? Good, Rob. Uh, happy holidays. Happy New Year uh, to those that are... Um that are listening. Yeah. It's, you know, that, that time of year where you're, um, you know, as we were just saying, we were, uh, stuck between holidays and, and, you know, not able to take time off. So we're, you know, still, still grinding. Yeah. Yeah. We're still working. Um, but there's, there is sports going on. Um, you know, as we talked about last week, COVID had ramped up and it's kind of changed the landscape of what's going on, kind of the NFL, the NHL and the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, weird stat. I mean, I don't think we have much NBA news, but the weird stat I was telling you was like Greg Monroe became the f- the 570th player to play this season or something like that, and which sets like a record for the whole season. And we're only like you said, like a third of the way through, thirty something games in, um, to an eighty-two game season. We've already had the most amount of players play. You're seeing guys get called up. People who haven't played played. We we're playing three on three, like Joe uh, Joe Johnson on the Celtics. He was yeah. really came from came on that three on three league, um, to the NBA like that. So it's been a really weird. Um, time yeah it does it does feel a little bit like we are um it, it feels very march 2020-esque mm-hmm. like we're just like bowl games are getting canceled college basketball games like a lot of those uh right now they had like the holiday tournaments um going and a lot of yep. those were canceled um all the different players and got... like leagues randomly like you're like for us like uh, you know fantasy football is heavy and we're you know it's the playoffs and it's just like who's who, which player, which player on my teams can be like put on COVID reserve. Yeah, today. it's been. I know we we play in a couple of weeks together. I know we don't talk fantasy a lot, um, mm-hmm. but I've just sort of said like I'm kind of grateful to be eliminated because I can only imagine like how like I've just sort of like rolled my lineup out there for the last two weeks and not really had to worry about. Um, you know, games getting canceled or because I've been eliminated for, you know, people that are playing with, with money on the line. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, on a, at a moment's notice, your player can go down and, uh, and not to mention there's been some pretty significant injuries as well that mm-hmm. have just sort of uh, brought some teams to the, to the bare bones more so than I've seen in a while, even, even last year, almost like this year feels worse than last year, almost with like, yeah uh guys like the COVID situation last year in the nfl sort of happened at the beginning of the season Mm -hmm. and then it sort of figured itself out um you know now uh you know you're just seeing a whole another crop of uh of of problems so yeah and it's um nfl today changed the rules um vaccinated their fault basically switched to what cdc has most recently um come out with which is vaccinated unvaccinated doesn't matter five-day waiting period after you test positive um, to when you can kind of come back and return even without a negative test um, as long as you're not showing no signs of symptoms or your symptoms have lessened essentially. Um, so that's going to be interesting, like, again, for football coming back. Like, a lot, of, a lot of this was happening. It would be like, like last week, Dalvin Cook, I think, tested positive on, like, a Tuesday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because of 10, like, in a five-day situation, Tuesday to Sunday, he could come back essentially. Uh, right. If, where, if, where, you're not, uh, if you're not vaccinated, it was a yes, 10-day. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. Now it's now five. Yeah. So um, it just it, it changes a lot, especially going into playoffs. I imagine this is a big move because, like I said, a lot of the tests are com- like 
when it's like the most contact with outside for like in the NFL is like a whole nother team coming to your building and playing and you're like sweating on them and like being in their face and stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of these positive tests are coming out Monday or Tuesday, right after the games. Um, so with the five day waiting period, the most likely they could come back for Sunday. So that should yeah, help. I know the NFL. It's, been, um, it's obviously, I mean, the, the CDC news is, is obviously, um, you know, really influential. I think a lot of businesses are going to uh, take advantage of, of that um you know a couple of other nfl changes that are taking place uh reading from albert breer here um so all nfl teams regardless of like vaccination status uh they're requiring indoor masking regardless of of vaccination status uh meetings will be restricted to either being outdoors or large indoor spaces um and like meals at the facilities will be limited to grab and go. Um, and he says like, in summary, uh, the NFL is determined to like do whatever it wants to finish the season. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, players will be like, this is one of the things where it's like, um, you know, players will be happy that there's fewer, um, there's less of a weight, like if they do test positive for COVID and they don't have symptoms, um, but they're now going to have to face, you know, some of these uh, instances. We've talked about Cole Beasley. He was one of the you know most outspoken uh, against the, um, you know, vaccination requirements or the different COVID policies that the NFL is implementing. And um, he's uh, induced a, a record amount of fines this season for um he's over six six figures now um when it comes to not following like the bills or the nfl's policies that they've put in into place or or held each team to mm-hmm. um so now you know less of a more of a leash when it comes to testing positive without symptoms um but more stringent when it comes to doing what needs to be done to finish the season and then, you know, hopefully retool um, going into next year. Yep. Um, yeah. It's affected. Yeah. It just affected a lot. Um, one thing before we're, we're going to do like a normal game recaps as we, as we have been doing um, said the playoff for next week. So that'll be the determined week anyways. Um, but one note before NFL related um, John Madden died um, today. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, as you were saying, you just watched the documentary it came out on Christmas on his life um so like for us like i I like to tweet you we've obviously been talking a little before we start recording here this week you shared with me is like a lot of our generation like it is the video game it it, like we didn't see him you know really coaching or anything like that we you know maybe Mm -hmm. broadcasting a bit like early 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 time um but even that was we we missed a lot so um, a lot of the associations of video game i was literally playing madden before we before we hopped on here so it's like very just interesting memories playing madden and like it's it, it, it almost is like fifa where it's like fifa is just like a game mlb like it, it's different because they're called like the leagues but madden is like a name which a lot of people mm-hmm. don't you know when you, when you think of madden you think the video game before the person a lot of people probably under 25 um yeah so yeah like like hearing um you know like the documentary was named all madden and basically like he um he had this he basically put together an all Madden team. So they had the pro bowl they had, um, and his like, you know, for those that listen to part of my take, like the, the football guy of the week, like it was the original, like football guy of the year, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and guys, 
you know, it was, it was the lineman, you know, that never gets any credit, but like, is a game, you know, game changer. Um, it was the, the guys who play hurt and play through injury. Um, you know, he was like the ultimate football guy. And, you know, I was shocked too, that, um, he only coached for 10 years. Like I thought, um, I thought he had like a much longer legacy mm-hmm. coaching wise. Um, but he retired, um, after his 10th season of coaching and, and, you know, several trips to the Super Bowl that went, you know, unsuccessfully. And, and he just said, you know, I'm not having fun doing this anymore. And, um, you know, just sort of retired and, uh, you know, refused to fly. Uh, he had one like bad flight during his, uh, time as a, uh, as a coach and just took, ended up purchasing, uh, like a, basically like a coach bus, uh, to take him, from city to city when it came to like his broadcasting uh had the same bus driver for you know his entire uh time there and just seemed like a really like genuine uh guy and and even like he was a guy too because his his football contributions to like the sport uh when it comes to like just coaching like he didn't like do enough coaching wise to like get himself into the hall of fame Um, And it wasn't until later, like after the broadcasting that um, sort of got him in there. And it's one of those things where like, you can't tell the story of football without um, John Madden. It's actually being, it would be interesting to see how like alternate timeline. Again, I think I even mentioned this last week, like alternate timeline, if John Madden doesn't exist, like what does football look like today? Mm -hmm. Like he was very influential in the changing of like how the game is presented on TV. He was the, uh, person to invent like the um the telestrator like you know drawing on the yep. tv screen he invented um, the telestrator penis during games yeah that is that is him john madden trademark um you know that one of the one of the um parts of the documentary was like he changed how families spend their thanksgiving like you know making thanksgiving a, basically a football holiday mm-hmm. um so you know um and then yeah obviously the video game like i mean he narr- he he commentated a couple of the patriots uh or one of the patriots super bowls uh the first one with brady um and you know retired from broadcasting in 2006 which was like you know when we were uh, pretty young yeah um but yeah was the voice of the video game for a while i mean to uh to think that he was the cover of the game for you know almost two decades before they even thought about like putting a player on there. Yeah. Um, you know, was, was pretty cool. And, and yeah, it was like, I was saying like what other sports video game has a person's name over the sport it is. Yeah. Like, like I was saying like MLB, the show is MLB, the show, like MVP baseball, uh, FIFA, NHL. Right. It's, NBA, it's always the, the company yeah. or the corporation or the league. Yeah. Um, and in this, it's just, you know, it's, it's Madden um so super influential i mean as that sort of post talked about like the the laughs the fights the you know the the tears uh you know there's always the uh um you know i i know like i have a a younger brother and like there was always like the the coming of age moment like i remember the first time i beat my dad in madden Mm -hmm. and then like the first time my brother beat me in madden um like it's it's like a coming of age experience for for young men um and i have have older cut i don't have a brother but older guy cousins who it was all is always mad whenever he went there yes and then there's you know it's it's the like the rite of passage where you know you're 
you could be 15 playing a five-year-old and you're going to beat the absolute like shit out of that five-year-old <laughs> in the game. And then, you know, no, no mercy at all. Um, it, it, it's a great way how it's like how I made friends in college. Like you just like leave your door open and it's like, Oh, you got the new Madden. And then like people just start like trickling yeah. in and out. And um, so, yeah, it, it's a weird thing about like how guys make friends and, and, you know, Madden certainly played a part in it. And like you said, like you move on to other games, like, like 2K became very popular. FIFA became very popular. Um, but Madden always had like, you know, when when the year started off in August, you know, when the Madden came out, like that was like the game that you went in line to wait for. Um, you know, that's just that was it was a cultural thing every every year. So. Um, so, yeah, obviously some some sad news. I'm glad to see I got that doc, got to watch that documentary. I um, you know, hopefully they replay it and everybody gets a, a chance to watch it. So I would definitely recommend it. Yes. OK, yeah. Now we'll talk about the um, games from the weekend. So we had you know Thursday night game Titans 49ers big game. Um, for both teams, honestly, with the Colts charging Titans and the 49ers being in the NFC West and just the NFC playoff picture in general. But the Titans do hold on to win. <clears throat> so, yeah, 2017, big game. Jimmy G did look did look much better after kind of a couple bad weeks there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, San Fran was a team that we had charging, uh, mm-hmm. sort of like, um, you know, making – uh, a late push and now he, there's a chance he might not play because he's got like a, a bone chip in his uh in his thumb so uh you know tennessee you know credit to them for doing what they needed to do to win uh finally getting some weapons back on offense so uh you know it was a was a, an ugly one but it was certainly a game that tennessee needed as well with the colts uh you know really yep. charging uh, behind them so yeah that that had uh, lots of playoff implications for a uh, Thursday night game yes yeah we're I think this is like one of the ones we were talking about a couple weeks ago where we were like you know Thursday night game you associate with like two bad teams that 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 best you're just hoping it's like a close game this Mm -hmm. is like first time it's been yeah two really good teams or should be good teams and like you said we thought the 49ers are good which they still I mean they still are Mm -hmm. Um, Titans the Titans have played really well um when they needed to and 49ers were up for you know over half the game like 10-0 at halftime yeah so yeah I, I still am uh confident in them obviously garoppolo's health plays a, a big factor mm-hmm. um you know it'd be interesting to see if you know trey lance does play like dropping him into the middle of a, a playoff race like what that does for for him and for the 49ers as a franchise but you know i i'd like to see the 49ers play it out with garoppolo and uh, hopefully healthy and, and see what happens with them yeah, same. Um, and, and, and they haven't lost any, like, two other results we'll get to. Um, they haven't lost anything either, the 49ers, so they're still kind of in the same um, mm-hmm. six-seed spot. So my mouse is broken. That's annoying. <laughs> Next game is uh, Sorry, we had two on Saturday. Uh, we had the Packers and Cleveland, which um, was a, a pretty close game. Uh, I feel much, you know, closer than many people had expected. Um, you know, Cleveland had an opportunity at the end. They were sort of led by, you know, Nick Chubb on the ground. Um, during that day, I think Baker finished with, with four picks. I know a couple of them were a little controversial, but um, Green Bay, again, you know, finds a way to, uh, to do it. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers continues to uh, – you know, sort of solidify himself 
as uh, you know, either one a or one B in the MVP conversation. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like a party, you know, in, in Lambo, like him giving a, like, it, it almost feels it, everything has, you know, usually goes so wrong for the Packers at the end of the season. Um, you know, it's one way or another. And like, if you just think of like, like it, it, it feels like to me, like Aaron Rodgers is like walking on water. Like he, um, you know, there were the issues going into the season with him and his franchise and basically mm-hmm. was not going to play, had like a list of demands, um, you know, ended up coming together, basically sort of like everyone's on the, under the understanding that this is his last season with green Bay, um, unless they pay him a fuck ton of money, yeah. um, yeah. moving forward. And or somehow like, prove something. I don't. I don't know what to prove. I mean, they make, right. like, they they make fire, NFC championships. You right. Know, like, they fire some janitor that he like has a grudge against or something. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I feel uh, like the coach isn't the problem or anything like that. Like the coach has been fine. Everything yeah, it's basically just like way. a culture thing. That's what what it sort of. That's what I can remember from before the season. But like watching him after the game and the interview and the MVP chance and him like really taking his time walking off the field. Like it just has one of those vibes where it seems like it's like, it's going to one of those years where what you normally like goes wrong for them might go right. And who knows, like, um, you know, he was talking about after the game, like his toe that had been bothering him for a while, like was feeling better that day, but got stepped on by one of his own teammates during yeah. that game. And, and he said, it feels just as bad as it did when it first started. So, um, but yeah, so that's the Packer side of things. And then, you know, I know, um, you know, I was sort of having fun, just uh, poking fun at Baker, like, um, you know, a couple, again, you had the opportunity at the end of the game. Um, you know, I know that that pick at the end was a bit controversial. He almost threw an interception on a screen, like the play earlier. Um, but, you know, their playoff hopes look a lot bleaker, um, you know, now after that loss. Yep. Yeah. Horrible first half for him coming back from um, the COVID IR there. Just, I mean, it was like brutal. Like, I mean, anytime you throw four picks, like you can't take anything out of it other than that mm-hmm. it's four picks. Like even the last pick obviously was awful. Um, yeah. Very Green Bay to get that call at the end of the game. But um, yeah, no, they're probably done again. That division was eating itself alive as is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still, you know, a chance because of that, because of that, that also benefits them, but also puts them in a really tough spot where it's, you know, it's win the division or bust essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, for that division uh so yeah they're they're really on the outside looking in because of that game but again it's weird how cl- how close like i was monitoring it kind of i was really just watching the patriots for for that slot or not saturday mm-hmm. um i was just like really just like mon like not really watching it but then because i kind of thought it was a blowout like it started off really bad right and all of a sudden like it's fourth quarter you look up and it's like 22 to 24 with the browns getting the ball back with a chance to go you know drive and get a field goal <laughs> yeah, that was I, I basically probably watched the second half because for me, like NBA Christmas is like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, I think that game was um, on around the time that the Celtics were playing. And I was like, all right, that's that's what it was. I was going to go put on, I was I wasn't home. I was going to go put on the TV and then everyone wanted yep. to watch Celtics, um, yeah, which so I, I was which I wasn't even game. complaining about. But it was it was it was like, you know, I just wasn't focused. And all of a sudden I was like checking my phone. I was like, oh, I wonder if that game's like ended yet. And it was yeah. as as the Browns were getting the ball back, and then you know, which is weird, weird from the Browns again too. Like you know, the b- blame for this game has to go on Baker, but it's like you have Nick Chubb, and you just you only need a field goal, and you had three timeouts, and you just don't run it ever. Mm-hmm. Um, was was you know interesting calls there. So, 
for the for the second game, uh, Cardinals continue their free fall, um, mm-hmm. and the Colts continue to find a way to to do it. You know, sort of followed by uh, Jonathan Taylor on the ground and getting um, you know uh, more consistent performances from from Carson Wentz. I mean, he looked he looked much good better. This game. Yeah, yeah, he looked much better in that game than he did um, at times. Though, like there was. I, there was a play. I, I know everyone sort of like re- keeps replaying that uh, play at the end of the game where he, he avoids, you know, the rush and steps up and, you know, fires a touchdown into the back of the end zone. The possession before that turnover on downs because he like throws off his back foot because he's afraid of a, a hit coming mm-hmm. and ends up throwing the ball into, into the dirt, um, which, you know, Arizona was unable to, to capitalize on. Um, so, you know, he got, he made the throws when he needed to, uh, which is not usually like him. Uh, but that's, Arizona, what, that's more yeah. what it was. This, that was just as peak. Yeah. Like this is like Pete Carson once where it's like, it doesn't even, it never looks pretty like at its best. Mm-hmm. He's very much, I think he's like, you know, if he, if he can play at this level and like, they can have everything else. I think he's going to be like this generation ish sort of without the stats, big Ben, like it just never looks pretty, but for mm-hmm. some reason it works. Like, I don't know if it's just sheer arm talent. Um, but like they just like they move around the pocket really weird slow like feels like every hit's gonna break seven bones all of a sudden right yeah he is um, very but then very like they you know when they throw a dime like that back at the end zone touchdown was like mm-hmm. just the arm talent to throw that is is insane um and mm-hmm. obviously like when you're getting stuff out of jonathan taylor and that defense is playing the way it is it's like he just has to do that so right your job is to overextend. not get in the way which yeah he you know, in the past has a, a history of, of doing, yes, yes. I don't know if he can, I like, I get your comparison about like the way they look in the pocket. I don't know if he could shoulder an offense like big Ben had. No. Yeah. Like, big Ben had past. all like the passing, like was actually like, you know, they never had, they had good running backs like Jerome Bettis. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, now Najee Harris, but big, it was still, they, the, the Steelers always ran through defense in the passing game. Yeah. Like I know they, they ran the ball a lot. their physical North and uh, AFC North. Like that's just, mm-hmm physical but big ben what it was like still yeah big ben's offense to run um but just yeah this the way they look um kind of moving around very big ben-esque and and in the arm talent i would say um is, is relatively similar but i think big ben was much better decision maker yeah and the, and the cardinals right now i mean they um it's been for me it's been unfortunate to see because i i like kyler obviously they've dealt with a lot mm-hmm. of injuries and they were able to win some games without you know kyler even at quarterback but um you know they just sort of have the stench right now of a team that's just going to get obliterated in the first round of the playoffs, yes. um, you know, by a wild card team that's like worse than them or, or, you know, by, you know, if they continue to lose a team, you know, they could lose the uh, um, division. I think like right now the Rams are. Um, yes. The Rams have a game on them right now. Yeah. So, and time so yeah, I believe it's completely baffling to see how their season has just completely, you know, gone into a, a nosedive yeah second year in a row too with that um last year they obviously were, the high wasn't as high mm-hmm. but they also missed the playoffs because of yeah, it reminds they, me they, like they the steelers the same, yeah they like did the same year. nosedive as the steelers last year but the steelers yeah. obviously like 11 and 0 um so they were still fine and then got bounced like this is yeah the steelers last year is very much this year's cardinals but last year's cardinals were good and then all of a sudden didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. um so yeah to see it two years in a row again no d hop still which obviously is a huge piece um for how that offense is working but you know, they still have AJ Green. They still have Christian Kirk, who's been good. Um, Rondell Moore. Uh, and even they've been getting, I know, you know, no, no James Conner, who's been, who's been a random surprise um, there too. So I guess, you know, they are banged up, but 
they won banged up earlier in the season. I don't, and, and this is just back to back years with late season collapses. I don't know what else you can really say. Yeah. And then, um, you know, on to Sunday. I was say apropos next game. Right. Detroit and Atlanta. Um, Detroit, you know, almost able to, uh, to pick up another win. Um, you know, I didn't see a ton of this game. I know, um, you know, Detroit, I believe, came close to uh, to putting together a comeback and they weren't able to do so. And um, I know for Atlanta, Cordell Patterson has been a, a big surprise to a lot of people this year. And, um, you know, I, I I know he was a uh, a lot of people consider him a, a Pro Bowl snub. So I know yes. he's been someone that's you know helped your fantasy team throughout the year. Um, didn't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, not a great game from him. I mean, he had the touchdown, but wasn't mm-hmm. as involved in the receiving game, but they were also going to Kyle Pitts a lot more. Um, biggest takeaway, I think, of this was Detroit had the chance to tie the game and decided to kick a field goal um, mm. from the eight-yard line on fourth down. Ton of time, ton of time left in, in the grand scheme of things, but it's like you're Detroit, like you're Detroit. Like it's if I, I, I could understand if you were like, you know, a loss really was like or like, you know, like a playoff spot was on the line if you like lost and you didn't want to like risk it there and go back but it's like what is like what is the negative of going for it there if you're Detroit of, of all places especially when they've been going for it a lot now I know it's Tim Boyle was there not Goff um but I don't know just a weird decision there but again it's, it's kind of relatively irrelevant for both these teams um Atlanta still every time I look at their record it's way better than I expect it to be <laughs> even at yeah. seven and eight it's, it's just like they sneaky seven and eight um yeah, not where many people expected them to be. It's also funny looking at their uh, – like they're in second place in that. They're basically 500. Uh, their point differential is at minus 122. So, like, yeah. they've just, like – they When they lose, they get shellacked. Yes, yeah. Um, so, it's been interesting to see Kyle Pitts' development, you know, whether or not has Matt Ryan earned himself another, you know, season or two there or is he going to end up somewhere else. Like some interesting things to see how that shakes out. Um, yeah, he has the out in his contract this year, or the team out. Yeah, can get out of it. Um, I think yeah, I think he's done enough to like some some teams gonna be interested in looking um, mm-hmm. for like two years while they because again not a good QB draft class from what what anything I've read. Um, but uh, speaking of blowouts though, the next game at NFC or AFC North battle for the division. This was for the division. This game, no Lamar. Mm-hmm. Jackson, no Tyler Huntley. So it's Josh Johnson, who's played for about, I think, two-thirds of the NFL at this point in his career and two-thirds of every other league that's existed for football. Um, but Joe Burrow putting on a clinic over 500 yards. I think it's the third most passing yards in NFL history, or second most now. I think it was third or second or third. I can't remember. Um, behind, like, Norm Van Brocklin in, like, the 60s. Um, but, yeah, so it was, like, the third most passing yards in a game. Um, four touchdowns like Cincinnati was dead two weeks ago all of a sudden they're now winning the team winning that division as we said the pro- there's probably only be one team from that division that ends up going to the playoffs and it's the winner and right now that's Cincinnati and they I think they hold all the tiebreakers and a game ahead of the Ravens now yeah it's a shame what's happened to the Ravens um, you know just with their injuries COVID you know knocking their quarterbacks out um, you know having basically a JV squad out there for defensive backs. I mean, you pick a wide receiver on the Bengals, like they were feasting um, mm-hmm. on Sunday. And, you know, I liked hearing, and, you know, it's one of the reasons why I like Burrow is that I think he, 
I don't think that the moment, like he's scared of the moment. Um, and like, cause we've seen him perform well in it. Um, but watching him like after like sort of, I, I like when athletes take things that aren't really like uh, that aren't really like criticisms or, or negative comments and sort of twist it into like a way that sort of motivates them. And basically like a defensive coach for uh, the Ravens had said like, you know, well, Joe Burrow's good, but like, let's not put him in a gold jacket yet. Like he's, yeah. And, um, and he basically took that and, you know, uh, he took that and also took the Ravens blowing them out the year prior and, you know, was not, you know, looking to, uh, um, you know, concede any points at any point in that game. Yep. Funny moment too, with like Harbaugh talking about, you know, them passing still late in the game Mm -hmm. um, when they're up um, when you had a few weeks ago and they, you know, the Ravens had that rushing record going. Yes. Yeah. And they they could have kneeled it, but they ran it forward for like two yards just so it could stay over a hundred instead of drop down below it. Um, yeah, just always funny. Like, again, it's something I probably would do to complain. Like, just no one likes losing, but it was just very funny to take away from. Yes, that. especially in division like that too. I like John Harbaugh. He's probably like my yeah. second favorite coach in the NFL. Um, but it's that sort of like he, he is a whiner. I, I remember <laughs> like after the Patriots beat them in 2014, and we had that like uh, like eligible. We had like the lineman that was like deemed like an eligible pass catcher and we threw that ball to him and he was like, you know, complaining to the refs the entire um, rest of the game, like basically created another like Patriots rule change, um, mm-hmm. you know, that off season. So, you know, he's a bit of a whiner, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty, um, you know, Joe Burrow has that, you know, has that bit of swagger to him, um, you know, even making comments about how like, COVID hasn't been a real issue on their team because Cincinnati has like nothing to do. So nobody goes anywhere. Oh, yeah, um, like, you know, he just seems to be playing despite being in the middle of like a three, four team um, race for the division still like he just sort of seems to be playing with like a calm presence, which I'm sure, you know, makes the guys around him uh, feel you know more prepared and ready to go. Yeah. And like I said, they, you know, two weeks ago, they lost back to back games badly too. Mm-hmm. um charge 49ers and like they've lost they lost the jets earlier in the season i was like that and so for them to be in the division like with the with like you know division in their hands very interesting um <coughs> next game rams vikings um rams do hold on to win 30 23 again the vikings no matter what happens we'll make sure it's a close game um <laughs> matt stafford not looking great and like you know the rams still winning crucial because they would have, they already knew the results of the Cardinals game. So when they're puts them in the top of the division, yeah, hosting a playoff game, you know, Super Bowl in LA this year. Oh, you know, probably on the back of their minds the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, they've yeah, gone, they've gone fully in. Odell yeah. starting to look like he's getting a bit more uh, on the same page with Matt Stafford. Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup, you know, another solid day. Um, getting some of their uh, like Sony Michelle with Dara Henderson out um, getting cam acres back, like after uh, you know, rupturing his Achilles, like in the, like uh, off insane. season. Yeah. Insane. Like, like we talked, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, right? We we're talking yes, about yeah. like, injuries don't yeah. exist anymore. Like ACL is like a five month injury now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You just like, you know, some bed rest and some ice and <laughs> some ibuprofen and you're back, you're back in the field. Uh, Minnesota. Um, you know, Adam Thielen basically banged up like he was out there playing on one leg. 
Um, and I'm already seeing articles about like Randy Moss, Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. Like, is Jeff- Justin Jefferson going to be the next? Uh, it's not if, but when he's the next <laughs> Minnesota receiver to Still has demand half his, his contract left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they just, as you said earlier, like, no, um, no Dalvin Cook this game because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, you know, they played close and lost another another game late um and weren't able to complete the comeback so uh rams though as we said earlier uh, a game up on the uh the cardinals now and yeah. you know at a point where they really had like a deep you know they they had a deep like u-shaped season where at the midpoint um you know where things they they get odell um, they lose Robert Woods. Um, you know, Matt Stafford wasn't playing that well. It just seemed mm-hmm. like all this hype was. Yeah, Von uh, Miller come in too. Right. Yeah, they, it's like they, they went all in, and then as soon as they went, well, they went all in twice, and then mm-hmm. got worse by going all in. And now they're sort of like almost like a sleeper team, almost, which is kind yeah. of weird to think about, like where they started the season. Um, yeah. But they've crept up there, and and as you said, you know, they got the. Uh, home field advantage in the Super Bowl waiting for them if they're able to get there. Yep. Yeah, they're third seed in the West. Um, three-way tie kind of for second right now with them, at them Dallas, and Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, at the season end today, you know, they'd be playing San Fran, which, again, not a favorable matchup because they, they tend to lose to them. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, no, they're, they're, they're playing how they want to play. And this is, again, a game where Stafford played as bad as he has all season, um, and they were able to find a way to win with run, run game and they get Cam Akers back. Um, they're definitely like, you know, a team you're not going to want to have to face, um, especially if it's like <clears throat> second round. Like, again, if they, you know, it could be Rams, Dallas, second round. I don't think Dallas is loving that. Yeah. No, uh, for sure. Let's, let's just <laughs> peel the bandaid off here. Uh, Bills 33, Patriots 21. Uh, back-to-back weeks where Mac Jones doesn't look great, at least in the first half. He, you know, he came out in the second half a lot better, which – you know, if you want to take any victories there, it's at least he can bounce back after being horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Josh Allen looked really, this is like, this is like prime. You were saying like, you always talk about Josh Allen, the bad rookie year, then doubters and like stuff like that. And then he earned like a lot of people back last year and then hasn't, re- hasn't really shown it this year. Like they're nine and six, but it's been like, just kind of like the team, like him and Diggs haven't looked great. Um, and then all of a sudden today, he just looks back to um, Josh Allen for MVP form. Um, against Patriots so yeah I mean great. like I, yeah I mean certainly wasn't great for the Patriots I mean they just looked like outclassed the entire time um, you know I I saw a lot of people like sort of um, you know uh, drooling over Josh Allen's performance on Sunday like obviously like I mean I watched every every snap and he made a couple of like really nice throws uh, you know, two of which were to uh, McKenzie and a couple mm-hmm. to Diggs. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, like, I didn't feel like he – and maybe that's, you know, give him credit for making the throws necessary to, to win, um, you know. Uh, but I, I feel like a lot of people get fascinated with his, like, ability to escape the pocket and, like, underarm a couple of passes to, like, seal the game, which, like, yeah. I don't know how much, like, you know, ooh and an ah and, like, he – deserves over that but um, i think a lot of it's due to his size too is like that's what i was saying so i was watching the game with like a friend and when i was just talking about like how like when he the reason why like 
he could do it. It's it's almost like similar but opposite to like Lamar. Like when Lamar likes makes like a weird throw on the run. It's the exact mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite. But like he's just he's the same size as the linebacker chasing after him. Yeah. So like there's a chance like he's gonna run and take off because he's gonna take the hit. Like Lamar like is there's always a chance he's just gonna run and take off and make you miss and look like make you look silly. There's mm-hmm. a chance like Josh Allen just like you know gets a step over line then just trucks over someone, um or or, or takes a hit like so. They go, you know, you go into tackles differently with him. So it's like then, then you dump a, a dump off makes a lot more sense. Like that, the two to Dawson Knox, I think it was both of them, mm-hmm. where he just kind of underhand flips it. Is like stuff like that opens up because of who he is. Like if if we'll take the other side, Mac Jones is running like scrambling out to that side. That dump off isn't open because they're they're the linebackers gonna sit there and like yeah, just what are you gonna do? Run at me? Like I'm right, just gonna hit you and homes, kill you. Like, <laughs> similar to Mahomes, like he's yes. not he's not the most like you don't put him in the same category as like a. Uh, um, a Jalen Hurts or a Russell Wilson or a um, Lamar Jackson, but like just his ability to extend plays. Yes. Gives him yeah, that. scramble. It's it's a true scrambling QB, not a mm-hmm. not like these running. Right, not QBs. a rushing. Not a, I wouldn't even call it a running. I, running people make the the joke running back, but obviously, yeah, um, not. But he's. I wouldn't. I would never put him in that category. He's not super fast, but it's just like anytime you have a quarterback who's the same size as like a linebacker, it's just and 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 <clears throat> can 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 run a little bit. It's just, it, you know, it's an interesting thing. But, yeah, no, it wasn't even – it wasn't like he played, like, this fantastic game to look at his QBR and stuff like that. Like, it was – it's good. It's upper tier, but it wasn't, like, a perfect game by any stretch. No, and um, I mean – our, our defense, defense was all like, – like, looked awful. Our defense looked awful. And, and again, you know, for the people that – for the, for the you know, the conversation around Mac Jones, it's, like, something that we've said here is, is like, all right, like, he's shown a lot. Like, you know, he – halfway through the season, he's getting the comparisons to, you know, Tom Brady in his rookie season. And um, like the one thing that he's yet to show us is his ability to win a game with his arm coming down from, you know, double digit points. And, you know, this was another opportunity where they could have. And again, it seemed like there were moments where the game was going to going to swing there a little bit. Um, but yeah, first half, he did not look good. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, the Patriots put themselves in a tough spot now where they likely lost the division and, yeah. um, you know, like, you know, def- almost definitely lost uh, home field through the playoffs through part of that. And, you know, looking at their next two games, they got the Jaguars and a Dolphins team that I am terrified to play. Yeah. Uh, with play right with big implications on the line for that. Game. Right. With the, right. assuming that uh, Dolphins have a tough um, schedule going forward, I think they have titans they next play, week which the titans need to win still because the Colts are still chasing and then the right Patriots. and then they so play like, us. Yeah, yeah so like next like there's a little like we're still not where we need to be anyways like we need the bills to like somehow lose to the jets or something mm-hmm. something weird like that like in week 18 um but like if the if titans can take care of business it's like a sense of like you know breathe like we're guaranteed like a spot essentially as long as you know we take care of like you know don't lose the jaguars all of a sudden but like yeah. Um, I just, I just think if Mac Jones is playing like how he's been playing in the past couple of weeks, like, you know, not counting the the first bills game, like, um, like we don't have the weapons to compensate for that. Yeah, like yeah. he needs to, he needs to be playing. Like, I mean, he, he had a very unlike Mac Jones game where like, you know, inaccurate, not, um, you know, a high completion percentage. Um, and when you have like, you know, when your best weapon, when Nikhil Harry is the wide receiver that's on the field most, like he was on the field for 90% of the snaps. And again, that's like a, that's like a play calling thing in my eyes is like, like, why is, why is Kendrick Bourne only on the field for 60% of the snaps where, and obviously I know he had COVID and and almost Mm -hmm. didn't play. 
Um, but like Nikhil Harry being on the field for 92% of the snaps, like, yeah, that's too many. I mean, obviously a lot of it is he is the best blocking wide receiver, which helps. And obviously, you know, when the Patriots ran the ball 27 times versus 32 passes. So it's like, that's already 50, like almost 50, 50. Um, but yeah, no, like, and then he dropped like, and then he drops the ball, like how he, the, the couple, the, I think two drop, two bad drops, um, that he had. Like and Hunter Henry like, wasn't wasn't active, and Jonathan mm-hmm. Smith was a non. What was weird about Hunter so. Henry, and this is what the most concerning thing was me. Maybe I was focusing again fantasy wise. I was I had him, so maybe I was focusing on him a little bit too much. Um, but they just looked off. Like he was getting open, um, mm-hmm. but like you had the one Balls where he, he ran him. like a curl. He ran like a straight curl route back, but Mac had thrown it like three yards to the right. Mm-hmm. Thinking I almost would think Mac thought it was supposed to be like a curl, but then in. Um, yeah. And then, but so Hunter Henry was standing there wide open. The ball goes three yards to the side of him. And then he had the one where he, you know, went out and then broke out behind like his line. I think he was covered by a linebacker. And he, he like looks up to catch it and the ball is again like two feet to his right. Whether that's Mac missing, which yeah. didn't seem like it because Mac looked pretty mad at first. And they, they just like, they just, the, Hunter Henry is who we talked about is like the brightest spot on offense, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of Dam- Damien Harris, looks has been fantastic, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, had all three touchdowns, but like with with Damian Harris out the past couple of weeks, Hunter Henry's kind of been the bright spot. So for them to look like they never played together before was was like at this point in the season, yeah, that's pretty discouraging. Yeah, there were a couple times where like Mac Jones has a guy, you know, at two separate levels of the field, and he throws the ball like you you can't tell is he overthrowing the guy in front or is he mm-hmm. underthrowing the guy um behind but like it was just very like inaccurate and not like him and you know again at the nfl level we've yet to see him win one of those like big spot um games and until he does so like you know teams are going to do what they like the colts you know linebacker came out and said like we are going to try and take away what the patriots do best and that is running the ball and even in this game they didn't really do that but they still put the pressure on mac jones um, to have to win the game with his mm-hmm. arm and he's yet to be able to do that. So, you know, when, when looking at the rest of the competition in the AFC now, as it starts to take shape, you know, you go from being the one seed and having home field advantage through the playoffs to now you're in a conversation with the Colts, the Bengals, uh, you know, the, the chargers, if they're able to make it the dolphins, like, like that's sort of where you've put yourself now after losing, you know, back-to-back games in December. Yep. Yeah, as of as of now, we would play at Cincy, which, I mean, maybe that's a favorable matchup with the other options being Tennessee or Buffalo. But mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, you said two weeks ago, you know, the ones with home field, still like the the good the good news is is like barring absolute disaster and that's losing to Jacksonville, um, we'll be in the playoffs. So we'll see Mac Jones have to do something on the playoff, which is always just good. Like we said, there was no Super Bowl implications, but we, you know, when you're the first round seed, we were like AFC championship is like expected. And then like, if we lose to the, the Chiefs, it's like, well, the Chiefs are just a good team. Um, and they're like a complete team right now. But <clears throat> you saw, at least we we have to see him on a playoff um, kind of level and see what happens there. Um, and it, again, it could, it's, there's a very high chance it's Buffalo. If we could win out. Um, it'll be another matchup, and they have the advantage as of right now. And I wouldn't, so playing, I wouldn't like that. So. No, I wouldn't want to go into Buffalo after the energy, like them beating us at, in Gillette, like mm-hmm. um, just now. So it's you know Buffalo four, three times over six weeks or whatever would it be it would be at the, that time. So not yeah. ideal. Oh, so, but... and and we the Patriots get a you know, and this is where you sort of like 
as a fan and as someone that watches the game, like you sort of fall into these traps now, like the Patriots, you know, should blow the doors off the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, everyone's going to go back to thinking like, you know, they're back to where they were a couple weeks ago. And like, you know, I, I wouldn't say that that is sort of the case. Like they should win no. this game and, and, you know, it's not going to tell me much about them. Um, no, you know, it's, you, it's nothing comes from this game unless the bills lose to the Falcons somehow. That's the yeah. only thing that can, that's the only positive I can take from Jacksonville. Like, even if we want, uh, may, uh, maybe if we win 50 to zero, uh, you know, I'll be like, okay, like yeah. we, we've, we've yeah. decided, but like, Right. That would, that would, that would make more of a, that would be more of a statement on our defense, I think, than our offense. Like, yeah, yeah, our yeah. Because our defense has been so bad lately. Yes. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I said, the only meaningful thing that can happen next week for the Patriots is that the Bills somehow fumble the bag to uh, the Falcons somehow. Um, mm -hmm. But moving on to the Patriots opponents, Jacksonville next week and Jets beating Jacksonville 26 to 21. Not much to be said about this game because the teams are irrelevant at this point. We're in the season, but best game Zach Wilson's probably played. Yeah. Um, in his career, the two rookies kind of going at it. Um, yeah, he looked had electric. that long run. Yeah, he had that long run. Um, he had some some long runs there. Um, you know, and that was, uh, you know, when you're the Jets and you're 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 just looking for some signs of, yes. of progress and 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 getting gaining a sense of uh, confidence and comfortability uh back there and uh you know he was able to do it and you know it's the i think they said it's only like the second time like the first and second round picks who were quarterbacks like faced off um against each other like in nfl history mm. um so yeah i mean again this was more you know a game about draft positioning than it was uh you know saying much about about it but again at this point you're just watching the quarterbacks and seeing how they uh how they develop and i yeah. wouldn't say zach wilson showed much by way of the arm but just no. you know by getting him out there and allowing him to be athletic you know it showed it gave jets fans something to be happy about so yeah and then like if you look at the jets and it's elijah moore an injured Corey davis and then braxton barrios mm -hmm. um as, as your third option who's electric on the, the special teams but he's like a guy like you know patriots have gunner olszewski i wouldn't want to see gunner olszewski running 30 routes a game um yeah. so uh, but good news for New York, as we'll get to a little bit later, while they won and made their, their pick worse, they have a second pick very early that got better, um, due to oh, some nice. results later. So, you know, like you said, this is, goes along with what you said, though, is all you're looking for is like, please just give us a sign, Zach Wilson, that like, we don't have to look at quarterbacks for yeah 10 years or whatever. Um, we can draft around you because again, they have two very high picks. Um, <clears throat> but moving on though, um, to the other New York team. Philadelphia 34, Giants 10, coming off the news that Joe Judge and Daniel Jones are back for next year um, with Daniel yeah, probably was... being out, which is a very weird time to announce that. I could um, not. I couldn't believe that. Like to announce, yeah, like you said, the weird timing of it all, like to announce that with three games left to go in the season just seemed like such an unnecessary um, move. Like the, the Giants should be, and this is why they're such, they've been such a bad franchise for you know, two decades, despite their Super Bowl wins. Um, like they should be in the market of like, everybody plays for their job for the next three weeks. And then we'll evaluate yeah. things in the off season. Especially with like, like, almost like you have, they haven't officially said it, but they've essentially said Gettleman is gone. Like the GM, like what mm -hmm. GM is going to come in and be like, wait, you guys said three weeks ago that Joe Judge is saying, I got to keep him." Like what GM yeah. is like, I want this lame duck coach and lame duck 
quarterback that like are clearly just not the future. Yeah. Um, so I don't, it, again, weird timing all around, especially if they're going to do a GM search. I mean, there's no, like, you, I think the argument is stability, but it's like, what stability do you get when you're playing that poorly? Um, but on the other side though, Philly does, Philly does look good. Jalen hurts continues while being injured to um, put on some performances to win games. They can run the ball with anyone. Um, they haven't, they don't try to overextend what Jalen hurts does. And he's, you know, he's made the plays. And I, I, one personally, like, I never thought he'd be, I, I've always, I liked him in college a lot. He had a transfer obviously to get behind because mm-hmm. he was stuck behind Tua at Alabama, had a transfer out of there to get drafted. Um, I always thought like he was just good, but like I, you know, when he got drafted, I was like, well, if so, anytime someone transfers because they couldn't like beat the quarterback. Win their I was, job, like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, then how, if you can't win a job in college, how are you going to win when the NFL? So I was kind of down on him. Never thought, and like a lot of people are saying the franchise guy, but that interview he did after the um, game, I don't know if you saw it when he had no. Dallas. Got, he, so he, there's a play. And on TV, it looks like Jalen Hurts has no clue what he's doing. Like Dallas Goddard is standing in the corner of the end zone with nobody. I did see that play. 20 yards. Um, And and the the reporter asked him about it. And it was like, you know, uh, did you see the Cooper Cup interview that went viral where he just explained like football to people? Yes. He he, like, he like broke down. (laughs) Yeah. Does Jalen Hurts like sort of like just go into like insane like football? Like, yes, he like, he's like, so this is, he's like my first reads here and my second reads here. I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. scrambling out right. So that takes away like the field there, like all this stuff. And I was just like, you know what? Like maybe may, like, it just was like one of the most open, honest. And like, he's like, and I think the last thing he said was like, sometimes you just miss the guy mm-hmm. like, yeah. and, and um, so like, I've, and he's grown on me a ton um, throughout the years. So and he's like, got them into the playoff position yeah. right now. Like it, it was, it was, we'll talk about them in a second, but like it was Washington, um, you know, who looked like they were going to be able to snag one of those wildcard spots and be that second team out of the uh, NFC East to, to make the playoffs. And, the Eagles who, you know, for a while just couldn't, and obviously it's the giants. So like everybody like pumped the brakes a little bit, but just the fact that the Eagles were able to put up this many points, like for a team that um, has a constant, like revolving door at running back and um, you know, doesn't have the most depth at the receiver position. um, Awful depth. Like, yeah. Like like Goddard's good. Like the tight end's good. Um, Mm -hmm. Devontae Smith is amazing, but one one rookie receiver is like any team can target that and take that away at any moment so right right so um and hurts again has his ups and downs you know very like lamar jackson like where mm-hmm. um you know he he's very inconsistent um but yeah right now you know they've played their way into the playoffs and have you know sort of control their own destiny down the stretch yep and the giants again similar to the jets had a uh have their pick on the line and a second pick early on the line. I believe the Eagles as well um, have two picks in the first round. So um, been pick like bouncing frenzy right now in the past couple of weeks of, of where those picks are, but uh, moving on quickly here, not much to say, cause it's Tampa Bay just taking care of business and Carolina looking awful Tampa Bay 32 Carolina six um, Carolina is dead as if they weren't dead. They were, you know, they're even deader. Uh, um you know, even Tampa Bay with like a bunch of COVID stuff going on, you know, no Godwin, no, that these are injuries, no Godwin, no Mike Evans. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown back uh, was like kind of the main target, clearly 15 targets, 10 catches, and then no and Leonard Fournette dick, still. And being a dick to the media afterwards, like they haven't seen him in a month and a half. And of course the first question is about like, Hey, why'd you fake your vaccine card? And he's like, he's like, oh, all you guys do is like create drama. Like, yes, the there's a very the funny most, tweet. About the dude's that. been the most, I, I know I haven't listened to part of my take yet, but I saw the clip going around and I basically agree 1000% with 
big cat about like the, this guy who's saying like you guys are the one that caused the drama has been the most dramatic play like it's like urban meyer and antonio brown have been like the most dramatic like just constant like headline grabbing player um for the past you know two seasons and um you know he's gonna you know deflect and accuse everyone else and and one of the reasons i saw it's like no wonder why he doesn't want to talk about it because it's a federal crime to fake a vaccine card so yeah. like anything he says in a press conference like can and will be held against you in uh in a court of law but what was the thing that you saw um it was a it was like the it was like in, the tweet was like just a quote tweet of like the, it was like his him saying like why do you, why does the media only like want to talk about like the bad things or whatever and then it was like the bad things and it was just a list of every, every single thing that's happened since yeah. college because he got like kicked out of college or kicked out of FIU mm-hmm. um, all the way through like you had the, the the leaving of the Steelers situation you had the helmet stuff at in the Oakland or Oakland right like melting like melting his feet off like in the cryo chamber um, refusing to wear the helmet yeah. uh, you know apparently like calling john gruden like a cracker in his uh like you know and forcing his way out of there then there was like the texting um you know like texting threats to like one of his like you know baby mamas um and you know sort of forcing his way out of new england that way um Mm -hmm. and he's honestly like he's he seemed to have turned a leaf and like had had been a good soldier down in Tampa. You hadn't heard much of him and he was just sort of quietly contributing. Um, and he forces Bruce Arians to, to um, go against his, you know, original word and saying like, if you mess up one time, you're gone because yeah. Bruce Arians looks and says no more Leonard Fournette, no, uh, you know, Mike Evans this week, uh, Chris Godwin's done for the year. Like, you know, Bruce Arians is trying to win a Super Bowl, and at least he's transparent about that at the end of the day. Um, you know, instead of pretending to care like some of these other people do. So, yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to find a tweet because the list was like some of the stuff I just forgot about. Like, I'm sure it could have been some some thread. Oh yeah, it was. It was just. Re- it was like basically just like a notes app thing of just like everything he's done. Um, and it was very funny. I'll try to find it maybe after the show so you can read it, but. Um, it was just like I did, there was stuff I didn't know he did in college, and then like some of the like now you forgot like the you had the Raiders, the Patriots, and then like Bucks really quickly there, so you forget like what happened at the end of the Steelers' reign um, there. But yeah, he's he's good. That's the issue is he's been playing good this year, and that goes back to what you're saying is like anytime you can win football games, you can look up, turn a blind eye to some stuff. Um, yeah, surprise of the uh, weekend: um, Houston Texans forty-one, Chargers twenty-nine. Um, the Chargers, who again, three four weeks ago, even after the loss of the Patriots, it was still like pretty much locked on, like they were a playoff team, and now they're all of a sudden out out of the playoffs, looking in. Um, same record as Miami, but losing the tiebreaker, and you know, it doesn't get much easier for them. Um, with, I mean, they have a couple, you know, Broncos Raiders left, which isn't like hard games, but if they're losing the Texans this badly, like. You can almost say they're done. I know they're they they've had a lot of COVID stuff with Eckler and Mike Williams, and then like Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams like haven't played healthy together in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it just doesn't look good there when you're getting shredded by Davis Mills. Um, and Rex no, I was shocked. I was shocked. Like, I mean, they're again, they're they're the Texans. Like, it shouldn't be. Um, you know, it's the same thing. Like we said about about the Patriots. It's like if you're 
you know, the Patriots almost lost to the Texans earlier in the year. And it's like, well, how good of a team are you if you can't, you know, easily beat this team? Um, you know, I did see something, you know, someone said it uh, on Sunday. It's like, I wonder how the narrative around Davis Mills would have changed if, you know, based on where he was drafted. Like if he was, if he was drafted around the time of like, cause it's sort of like based on where he was drafted, his expectations weren't very high. Yep. Um, but if he were drafted, like where Mac Jones was like, would we be saying like, you know, he's actually done pretty well for himself. Does that, uh, does that. And like the, the team he went to too, like if he was on it, like if he didn't have to throw 40 times a game, like, he's looked pretty good. It's when he, you know, they're losing and they just like, just whatever, just go out there and throw the ball, whatever. We'll see what we have Um, sort of situation. Like that's when he's kind of got himself into trouble, but you know, 12 TDs, nine interceptions, 66.6% completion percentage since he's played, they have no hope. Like again, a a team like that, like again, a bad quarterback year, they're just looking for stuff. And I think, you know, this game, he looked legitimately like a NFL quarterback, whether what tier, you know, still a lot to go, but yeah, it's very interesting to see um, that in Houston. Like I, I do think there is similar to what we will get to maybe with Ian book and stuff like that, but like with getting drafted later, it's like anything you do you, bad is like, well, we drafted them late. Like they weren't supposed to be good, but then mm-hmm. also when you do good things, it's like, it's like a flash in the pan sort of thing. Like you don't get the credit of being like a good QB um, just cause you got drafted late. So I, I know maybe that maybe he works for them that they're there. We've seen it before. Obviously in the past, there are QBs that just come out of nowhere and, and work. Yeah. I mean, um, for the chargers, like, I just think, um, you know, it's, it, this is the reason why, like, I, like, they never scare me. Um, <laughs> it's just sort of like a fran. It, it runs in their sort of franchise um, is that, you know, they, are sort of chokers and, you know, they've choked away, um, you know, what looked like was going to be them running away with the division. Um, they, you know, cause again, I, I wouldn't say many people were really believers in like the Raiders to compete for it. So when the chiefs got off to a bad start, looked like it was going to be like the chargers year there. Um, and they've completely squandered that and to a point where they might not make the playoffs. So, um, you know, this is a, a year where again, like, Justin Herbert, um, you know, I feel like he hasn't gotten a lot of, of uh, criticism um, for his play, but like this was supposed to be the year, like he took a, a massive step forward and they were, you know, talk about like pe- people had them in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, yeah, remember to, when it was going to be the Battle of LA and SoFi? Right. Like, yeah. After like to start the year, three. that was. Yeah. Um, that was what people were talking about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, tough spot for them and, and they're going to have a lot of, uh, questions to answer in the off season, because if you look at their team, like, you know, they don't have much to gripe about when in the department of like needing improvements, like, you know, roster wise, like yeah. they, they have, uh, a decent wide receiver, uh, room. They have the running backs. They, um, you know, tight end is probably their weakest, uh, spot. They sort Which, of like, yeah, plug, they let plug and play with walk, Jared. Yeah. Okay um you know and then defense like they're they've always been you know 
decent when it comes to pass rushing, and they have some pretty you know hard hitting uh, players in the the secondary. So. Yeah, Asante Samuel is like a re- revelation for them, and and in, in the back end, and then Derwin James obviously flies around again. Yeah, so we, we kind of they got to figure it out because they're going to be competing against Mahomes like for a while. So like that's yeah. that's the thing. It's like they can't they don't have much wiggle room to uh, you know to to take off years like this and and really take steps back. So. Yeah, Keenan Allen is older, obviously too, which doesn't help him. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams even even is older at that at that point too, and they don't really right. The him. fact that they've gotten the, honestly, the fact that they've wasted a Mike Williams year like this is is honestly like, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of shocking. Like this is this is who people thought Mike Williams could be for a yep. while, and he's had runs like this during parts of seasons, but it's only for like maybe at the most like a half a season. Yeah, um, and he's you know made it through this entire season yeah you far. missed like two games i think or something like that but, right which for him is is you know that's just like tuna yeah uh, i mean luckily they do they should win both their last two games and if they do that and the dolphins slip up at all they are in the playoffs and if they are in the playoffs things happen obviously and, and they can turn it around there is still room to turn it around mm-hmm. um i think it is important to note that there's no joey bosa no um like austin eckler this game too but it doesn't it, 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 when we're this late in the season, even, regardless of who you're missing, like it's the Texans. Like, you know, if they, if they lost to Minnesota, I think we're looking at it differently. Like without Joey Bosa, without Austin Eckler, it's like a slip right. up against Minnesota's, you know, something I could believe a slip up against the Texans. It's just, it doesn't matter. You could be missing everyone. Like Jalen Guyton could have been their best receiver and they, you know, they should still be beating the Texans. So we'll see that again. They, they should, they should make the playoffs still. Like, even though they're out on the outside looking in, they you know, should find they, a way. based on all schedules like they they should win out they just need the dolphins to slip up against one playoff team like they right. dolphins play two two playoff teams they need to slip up against one and chargers are in so well when you're losing games like this against the texans it makes it hard to like <laughs> yeah guarantee anything yeah really. and you, that hurts like again tiebreaker i think tiebreaker after direct head-to-head record is like basically college football strength of schedule um, mm-hmm. and losing to the Texans does not add to any strength of schedule. Um, but we'll move on next game. Um, the most important thing out of this game was draft picks for the New York teams. You had the giants draft pick in Chicago versus the jets draft pick in Seattle, um, which is very funny to think about. Um, that's, that was, that was, was hinting at earlier um, and Chicago winning the game on a two point conversion late in the game. Um, Nick Foles just cont- continues to just pop up out of nowhere and put a yeah. performance on. Uh, very funny there. Um, so basically, Chicago winning, and it came at the worst moment because it's not even their rookie QB that their fit franchise is like hinging on. Um, I know it, it, everything, everything tells me that you know they're somehow gonna you know pull like a Giants and, and bring back uh, their coach, like when you know, sort of all signs say, you know that you know the entire fan base wants them gone mm-hmm. and you know it just it just feels like they've won a couple of games down the stretch if they're able to maybe win one more um you know do, does that put them in a position where um you know they think about bringing them back and that just you know i just feel like you you would make next season a wash like to to start if he was you know the head coach still so yeah there was a quote somewhere and it was like it was very much just like dead man walking um being like it was, it was something Matt Nagy said like I don't know like what the future holds or something something like that but yeah I don't it, uh, yeah I don't know what like again we haven't even seen Justin Fields really do anything of note either mm-hmm. 
So it's like, a, I don't think a head coach just all of a sudden makes him like do stuff, but maybe it does. I mean, there's always, no, I don't think so either, but I think like, um, you know, Greg Bedard, uh, who, you know, always features on uh, 98.5, like he, he said um, that, you know, when talking about like the five rookie quarterbacks this year and like how they've performed, um, he was really talking about Urban Meyer in this, but I do think it applies to the Bears and, and Nagy and Fields is like pairing Urban Meyer, you know, a guy who basically like has deferred, you know, you know, has just sort of like been a CEO of a college program for, you know, his entire time there. Um, you know, doesn't do a lot of like, you know, face-to-face coaching and, and character building. Um, to pair him, to think like pairing Foot him. face with, was, would be his coaching technique. Sure. <laughs> um, but to pair him with, um, you know, the number one quarterback out of the draft and the number one overall pick in, in Trevor Lawrence. And to think that that's like beneficial for Trevor Lawrence is like has to be crazy. And it shows why the Jaguars are, are where they are. For the Bears, it's like the same thing. Like you need to put him with a young offensive minded guy mm-hmm. um, who can, you know, play to his strengths. Because at the end of the day, like you don't have a team if you don't have a quarterback. And like it doesn't matter how good or bad the defense is. Um, you know, despite the Bears history with like building a team around defense, like if they don't have a quarterback, they're not going anywhere. And that's what it's been like for their entire franchise's history. And, you know, until they support, you know, they basically need to do everything. Like every franchise decision moving forward needs to be made with, is this in best, the best interest for putting Justin Fields in a position to succeed. And if, if it's not, then you're doing him and the franchise a disservice. Yeah, I would I would argue the Matt Nagy like keeping him around is worse than Urban Meyer in the sense like at least with Urban like you know what you're getting coming in, but it's a fresh perspective mm-hmm. at least in the franchise. Like Nagy was in charge of the Trubisky draft with him and Ryan right. Pace. You've given you've seen what he can do with that. It's like see Nagy was a dead man walking last year in terms of Chicago, like maybe not in the organization, but outside the organization as the fans. So you're, you know, you're now giving a guy like, it's almost like the Joe judge, like we were just talking about Joe judge and, and um, what's his name? Uh, whatever. I can't remember. Uh, Daniel Jones, not even relevant to me anymore. Daniel Jones. There we go. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, you have a new GM coming in. It's like, why would you not want fresh races everywhere? Like if you're going to draft like your franchise guy, why not pair him with, a, a coach that fits like his play style too. Like, I think that's, what's the best thing, about we just talked about how the charges are slacking, but Brandon Staley, I think has been good for Herbert. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's the problem at all. Yeah. And I think like, even in Cleveland, like when Baker was at his best, like Kevin Stefanski was like the perfect hire to like, mm-hmm. he elevated him to like the next level, you know, it's, it's regressed at this point, but like, I think, just, I think the jets and Robert Sala, as yep. much as I, I, as much as I like Robert Sala, like, I don't like, he's a defensive guy. Like, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. It wasn't a good think, fit at the time. Yeah. I, I think but at like, least, like, yeah, sorry. I keep cutting. You I think like culture wise, like I think, I think he it's, it's tough because like, I think the jets could use a culture shift, but do I think that Robert Sala is like the best coach for Zach Wilson and like put setting him up to succeed? Probably not. Um, so I think that's going to be something that they have to overcome. Like that's another yeah, sort yeah. of barrier that they have to overcome, or you have to go out there and hire, you know, a, a Bill O'Brien, you know, offensive coordinator who like will, you know, put him, you know, in a position to succeed despite the head coach, not having like the offensive chops. 
Yeah. But I think at least like that is still like better. Like I was saying about Urban Meyer is better than uh, a, a dead, like a lame duck coach. Drafting, right. Yeah. What draft, is that going like, to do? Having for, a control of your franchise. What is that going to do for Justin Fields next year? If, if, if you bring back Matt Nagy and he's like a lame duck, basically like, it's like, you got to perform well this year or it's over. And then yeah, it either, goes, the, yeah, bring it back. It goes the way everyone like, expects. Yeah. If you bring it back, you've now maybe wasted two years. If you fire him, it's like, then you just wasted this year. Like, right. And knowing him, they bring back Andy Dalton for another like one year contract mm-hmm. and you do this whole song and dance all over again. So, yeah. So, but it just doesn't make sense. Like if you're going to give like the keys to a franchise QB, like why are you letting like the, you know, a lame duck be like the passenger to it? It's like, no, I, I get you. Speaking <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. of, uh, speaking of dead man walking. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that's tough. Big like ben. big Ben RIP. Um, I had him. I, I, me and Jules, me and Edelman, we both, we were both really high on the Steelers going. Into yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, a week ago we we're like the Steelers. Like again, this, this. Is that I had division. Big Ben retirement tour. I had them this was the division. The they, the, yeah, this would be like the last hurrah. Like probably a first round exit, but like they were going to come into the playoffs as hot as any team possible. Um, I was just trying to muster all the the energy I could to you know have Big Ben just suck the life out of me. They had the tie. Um, they had the tie there, so it's like in that weird AFC North that we've talked about twice now already, like right. that tie throws everything for a loop. Like they went, if they won, maybe not like even won this game, but if like this game was close and then they went out, it's like, Hey, maybe they may, they're the ones that win that division. They host imagine like you host a game at um, in Pittsburgh, like a playoff yeah. game with, with, and it was against the ben, chiefs, the leaking of Ben, Ben retiring at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Like he just like, they, he, they lose that game and they just like bury him in the, in the stadium, <laughs> uh, like at the 50 yard line. Um, you know, and against a Chiefs team that I felt like was due for a loss, they were mm-hmm. down Travis Kelsey, um, Tyreek Hill, you know, almost didn't play and, and really wasn't a huge factor, I would say. Um, like Brian Pringle, Pringle, like led the team in, in receiving yards. Yeah. Um, I believe Clyde like, got hurt, right? I believe. Yep. Yeah. He, he got banged he played, up. But so, he got banged up yeah. You know, it was, it was 30 to 10, it was 30 to three basically for most of the game. Um, and you know it just sort of put the nail in the coffin for uh big ben and the steelers and and um you know the chiefs are able to take care of business and pretty much you know solidify most likely that number one uh number one seed yep the the chiefs got help obviously with a bunch of teams like you know not playing well um Mm -hmm. they'll probably have it again the Bengals play the chiefs and the browns steelers play the browns and the ravens like that division just eating at each other more like there is there is still an outside chance i think that the Steelers can get in, but it's, you know, not pretty. Um, and then like losing in the, like, like I said, like losing in this fashion just feels like it kills any hope. Um, next game I forgot was even on. Um, I didn't really even, I kind of like just glanced over it. The Raiders 17 Broncos 13. Um, yeah, only good. I, it, it's weird. It's like I've pronounced the Raiders dead four times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but they are, they do have the same record as the Dolphins who are in the seventh seed right now. So it's all these different playoff situations. Like there is a chance, there is a chance we're saying the Raiders are in the playoffs in two weeks, which is, I don't think it will, but like, that would be, it's, it's there. It's, it's, it's in their hands. And you know, you went out, I don't know who they have, but you went out and all of a sudden they have the Colts and the Chargers. They beat the Chargers. They're probably in, um, but Colts would probably, you know, Colts can be a tough game, but just a weird. Yeah. One. I mean, I, I, it would I would be baffled if they if they made it and just like how their season has gone and like you know yeah. just when you start to believe in them they 
they fall apart and it, you know, it, it seems like they've been like off the radar for the past month. Yeah. Um, Credit so to uh, Basikia for weaving through this, like the stuff off the field. Um, that's yeah. effect. Like not even, I wouldn't even say it's off the field because it takes players and coaches and stuff away from the field. Um, yeah. What is it? Damon Arnett, Henry Ruggs, John Gruden, like all this stuff to be eight and seven is like, and <clears throat> Carr is just like Derek, or he's been what he's been his whole career. Like, Mm-hmm. hot and cold like five 500 yards to you know not look good, and then all of a sudden not look good the next week so right Darren Waller's been in and out of the lineup as well yep. yeah uh, so they but... you know they don't have uh they haven't had a full team so you know credit to them I guess I feel like I'm maybe giving them more credit too now that they just don't have John Gruden like I'm finally looking at them as a team I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. hate <laughs> like it's almost like now like Jacksonville like we were ta- you were talking about like ah sucks I got a root against like Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence because yeah like, Urban's there um like that just John Gruden leaving like I'm like, oh, the Raiders. Right, you're, like, able to, you're able to take, like, Is this like a new team? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, is this a new team yeah. that just entered the league? Um, you're like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, you just, you you look at, you look at this team now with, like, a different um, perspective. Yeah, yeah so maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. They just, like, on, but... I think it's just the Raiders, like, the Raiders have just seemed, like, really from early on. Like, again, nobody, they got off to such a, you know, an undefeated start and nobody really believed in them then. Um, so to have them, you know, struggling now, um, you know, and, and, gonna maybe 50 50 you know or or you know just a game above 500 their way into the playoffs um mm-hmm. maybe you know it'd be interesting yeah. to see i, I, I mean, mean i'm not like the colts the way the colts are playing but yeah um they might not have uh carson wentz this uh this True. week that, I, yeah with the new protocols he could but yeah that that is that is something to point out that the raiders are getting um, the best chance possible but yeah i mean Derek Carr. like one thing that uh like people always forget about him it, and it's like a wild stat every time they show it, like during a primetime game is he like is top three in the league with um, come from behind victories, like in, yep. since he's entered the league. Like, so, you know, the Raiders haven't even like won that much since, um, you know, since he's been in the league, yeah. he's found a way to, uh, to <laughs> if do they it. win, so it's that, from behind always. Yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, so that was, you know, that'll be a, a, certainly a surprise if they're able to make it in. Yep. Uh, Sunday night game. Uh Assault. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dallas 56, Washington 14. Cowboys not in a slump. No, Cowboys are, you know, doing something the Cowboys don't usually do and in, in going into the – as of now, like, you know, two weeks left, but going into the playoffs with as much momentum as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, Dak looked really good. The defense has looked really, really good. Turnovers, obviously, like Trayvon Diggs is going to set the record for like most interceptions while also having the most yards against. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Like I've never yeah. seen a player who can ball hawk while also not knowing how to cover someone. It's unbelievable. Um, but they're because he's getting the turnovers. Like this game was over before it started because of turnovers. You had Demarcus Lawrence, the pick six for the big man. Um, and then just, I mean, it was, it was 21, nothing after the first quarter. Um, and 42 to seven at halftime and like, and they were like, able to basically bench the starters by like yeah. halfway through the third quarter. Like maybe yeah, Cooper rushed maybe a touchdown. Even, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this was, this was like the, the swan song for the Washington football team. And, you know, they immediately start going into team evaluation mode and the Cowboys start, you know, creeping back up into that conversation of, you know, are they, the second or third best team in the NFC and like, where do they, where do they rank amongst all of that? So, um, yep. you know, they have the talent, they have one of the most talented rosters 
in all the league. That's never been their problem. They've yeah. always had they the have two good running backs guys. and four good wide receivers. Right. They've always and, had and, and, a, and a top fifteen, top ten, top ten quarterback. Right. Right. And an underrated tight end and a defense that's played much better than you mm-hmm. know it has in years past. Um, they you know have the defensive rookie of the year most likely. Yep. Um, so like they have you know done it all and um you know they've done it all but but really make a deep playoff run and and you know until they do they're going to be doubted and i'm going to continue to doubt them so yeah yeah and it's it comes with it's like the chargers it's like until even the cardinals like the cardinals and the chargers like until you show me you can do something like why would i believe that like you're not soft like and then Mm -hmm. with the cowboys it's like until you don't choke in the playoffs. Like I'm just going to assume yeah. you're going to choke in the playoffs, but I'm a history. Yeah. I'm a history guy. I'm a slave to history. Uh, yeah. Until it will, until you change it. It's like even the pay, I, it's probably what the pay people are. I work too young, but like what people said about the Patriots up until 2001, like the Patriots were serial chokers, like up yeah. until then, like, yeah. you know, we had multiple Super Bowl losses and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but going to Monday night, Dolphins saints, um, saints were on the fourth string QB. Um, and it showed, um, confirmed not good. Uh, Tua was, you know, wasn't good, but did what he needed to do. Jalen Waddle was family in the stands too. Yeah, Jalen Waddle was incredible. Um, he's he's about to set um, the ro- record for like rookie like catches, rookie catches. Yeah, yes, he kind of, he's uh, now officially wild. second. He just passed Michael Thomas, which is funny. It was against the Saints. Um, Michael Thomas probably not even watching the game, but I imagine um, if he <laughs> if he was, then not great to see for him. You know, but yeah. So Anquan Bolden has it with 101. Mm-hmm. or something like that and i think jalen waddle just got 92 or something like that yeah so kind of kind of wild just thinking like you know i don't know I, I forget the order of which those receivers were drafted but he was um, second right it was it was um jamar chase than him yeah and then Devontae um, smith I, I feel like and even like he's he's in the the division so like we've obviously seen him already um but i don't know i kind of feel like of if you look at like the Q rating of the guys this year, like sort of feels like it's been Jamar Chase. Um, uh, why am I blanking on the guy from Philly? Devonta Smith. Um, Devonta Smith. And, the other Alabama and, guy too. And then Waddle as like the third most talked about guy of that three, but mm-hmm. he might end up having the best season of them all, but might not, you know, might not even finish with, uh, um, you know, there there's been a lot of talk about uh jamar chase being like rookie of the year but he might not even finish like the best like stats of them all yes yeah he kind of been it was quiet at the start too and missed he missed last week um so people are saying like because you know the big talk now is all these records are getting close to being broken but Mm -hmm. they're probably going to need all 17 games um 18 weeks so everyone's like talking about like how the extra game affects it but Waddle did miss a game, so it's technically he's going to play 16 games, which is very – Anquan Bolden, his rookie year, played 16 games. So it's like this is a record you can compare. But, um, yeah, it's been very quiet all of a sudden. And then I did – like when they said it, I was I was shocked. Like I've I've obviously monitored him all year with fantasy and stuff like that. And then I – like mm-hmm. I, I was – I watched a lot the, the – like the mock drafts I watched, like the person talking was like very much high on Waddle. Um, he was the one that was injured, which is why he was like not the first one taken. Um, but the part, like what I was seeing was like, he is clearly the most talented and going to be the most NFL ready, which, you know, Jamar chase has been good. So it's not like, I don't think the Bengals are kicking themselves, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's been fun to watch and tough that he's in the, in the, in the division. Um, cause we're going to be seeing, seeing a, a, lot be so a lot of him in, in Tua, which that Alabama connection. So, um, but yeah, Tua's, and do it. And, and, and Tua, like, listen, I've, I've shit on him all year, but they're winning games and I, 
you know, they're, they're going to be, what were the stats I read? They're the first team to ever have a seven game losing streak and mm-hmm. seven game winning streak in an NFL season. Yeah. Um, and if they make the playoffs, they'll be the first team through eight games to only have one win and make the playoffs yeah. um, that in NFL history. So Thank you, like Brian Flores, like I feel like he's done, um, you know, a strong job at, at writing the ship. And, you know, like I said, I'm terrified to play them. Yeah. They're uh, a young, they're a f- young, fast defense with yeah. Jalen Waddle and Tua and just like insert name here, running back is seemed to yeah, be pro- yeah. set, r- relatively productive. Like Duke Johnson two weeks ago had that game. Philip Lindsay got signed, um, which he always just bounces around the league and always has like a crazy game out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miles Gaskin, who they've obviously had, is you know a good pass catcher, and they've always had good tight ends. Like I, I'm a huge Mike Kosicki fan; he's a free agent this year, um, so he's playing for a contract. And yeah, they're they're a team that has a good coach and and is really young, so never going to be fun to play them. And, and as of right now, they sit in that spot. Like I said, they have the hardest schedule of the eight and seven teams left. There's, I think, three eight and seven teams in the AFC. They have the hardest schedule of the three, uh, in my opinion, because of just the opponents they play and who who needs yeah. wins. But um, no, I agree. If they sneak in again, they're they're very much a team that I wouldn't you know don't want to play again. Uh, with the Patriots being bet, like kind of slipping up, there's almost no chance we do play them, just mm-hmm. because of we'll be like the sixth and the seventh seed or whatever. Um, but definitely don't want to play them. If, if you're a Tennessee, like you win the division and your prize for winning the division is the dolphins in the first round is not, you're not, you're not smiling about that. Um, so, but that is the NFL. Um, next week we will have more talk about the playoffs again. I think, I think a lot, every week stuff gets more set, but we still yeah. have a ton going on. So. Um, yeah, we had that, a couple of, we had a couple of spots clinched this year. The AFC still, you know, basically completely up for grabs. I think the uh, chiefs are the only team that's uh, actually clinched a, uh, uh, a playoff spot to this point so yeah and because uh, they clinched their division clinched the division so yeah uh so yeah lots to be decided and um unless you got anything else i think we can head to uh tweet of the week yep yeah no we went over the madden stuff so yeah definitely tweet of the week now um uh, i don't remember who's first this time I think you go first this time yeah i, th- I think so um you'll, you'll i think you'll appreciate mine uh so this is from i like i said this is from five or six days ago um and I forgot about it. I forgot I bookmarked it. And right before we started, I was pulling it up and I started laughing again. But it's. Do you see it? So. Was this obviously... at a CPAC? I yeah, I, I um, or, um I just love that, but uh <laughs> OJ Simpson should be head- headlining rock uh rolling loud. Um uh, but yeah, no, it was like <laughs> it was like Kyle Rittenhouse on the screen. If you have if you've followed all of that, that you've just been rippling under a rock, obviously. But it's just a bunch of people with their phones up, like entrance, and this is the t- so this is the original tweet, but this is the quote tweet that okay. made oh, God. die. No way they're giving him a WrestleMania <laughs> intro. <laughs> I mean, it's just got the flag. I mean, it, if you if you just like show this to someone from like, we'll call, well, I'll, I'll say like Saudi Arabia because that's where the R- WrestleMania goes a lot, or not WrestleMania, yeah. but the WWE goes a lot, and because they would have no like reference to Kyle Rittenhouse's, they literally yeah. just looks like a WWE superstar entrance with the the pyrotechnics, the background screen, the name on the boards. It, it, yeah, I and I, I think I think it. I had heard about it too, like um, because I, I think that's called like I think that was like 
turning point like conference um uh what's the what's the drewski one like why are they letting him in why like, are they treating him like he just dropped out uh yeah so i i mean i remember seeing the day that he got off um i remember seeing it's like isn't it weird yeah like yeah the cpac i, I remember yeah. seeing that uh um but <laughs> the day he got off it's like <laughs> isn't isn't it wild knowing that Kyle Rittenhouse is gonna um, is gonna be president one day? Like it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's just like a crazy prediction that like you know he's he's seventeen and already has like so much so much name recognition. It's wild, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that stuff like the whole like the whole like we're living in a simulation type thing yeah is, yeah I, I, um, I mean, we both follow barcelona stuff like kfc stuff on it was so funny like it's like whatever you think of like the outcome of the results but like praising this child like oh yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah, treating yeah. him like a celebrity all of a sudden it's just like the weirdest thing like right just because of- he like he got off of a um a charge like yeah it's just like it's weird like i don't know he just like never in the history of besides oj like have we yeah. really celebricized or whatever the word is like um someone that like you know did kill people but like got off with it like um but now that is a very solid uh tweet of the week mine um mine doesn't go as like we live in a simulation type thing but um we just mine is just like just complete uh like cringe let me make sure my uh volumes up here so i'll play some of the video first and then um so obviously we know you know new COVID outbreaks and we got you know city shutting down and um you know people not able to visit their loved ones for the holidays and uh this was on december 23rd so two days before christmas and this is uh, the the tweet says Joe and Joe Biden invited singing nurses to perform in the East Room of the White House. The tree before my spirit falls again. Fill up the stockings. I might be rushing things, but deck the halls again now. So again, you get the idea. Um, you know, we're we're in the middle of like a, a healthcare shortage across the country, and we're gonna pull thirty nurses like out of uh, uh, their jobs to to sing at the the White House. When at the same time, you know, Dr. Fauci says we can't, you know, gather in in large gatherings. And this this tweet I saw just made me burst into tears. And, it, and it's by someone, you know, again. I like people that can criticize their own side and, or, you know, whatever, like criticize people that they might align with. And it says, imagine being turned away from a hospital because there's a personnel shortage and you log on and see this. That's how serial killers are made. Um, (laughs) It's just like, it's just completely ridiculous. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just like, there's just the other, it's just like, how can, both situations, I mean, both situations are like, how can people just not take a step back and like, look like at themselves in the mirror and be like, this, what is this going to look like? Like if I, if we, when, when this gets posted on. Like, right. There's no, there's no, like they need, I feel like companies and politicians need like a, 
um, like they need like a ratio like detector, like a like a tweet ratio detector, mm-hmm. where it's like before you tweet this, like it basically has to have um, like a stamp of approval for um, like you know, is this going to get you completely flamed? Um, but yeah, this is just, this is the type of stuff. Like I just can't, I just, I just can't, you know, deal with it. So it's just completely cringy and tone deaf and, and out of touch. And um, yeah, yeah, just that made me scratch my head asking me how is, uh, how is Twitter free? Yes. Yes. A couple very fun videos. Um, on the internet this week um but yeah if you did enjoy please go down the link below subscribe um our tweets of the week will be tweeted out from the the account in the link um also in that link will be like links to all the podcasting platforms so subscribe on those leave a rating um and yeah like tweet us any tweets of the week you find funny videos like that because again like this is a week we were both kind of off the internet for a couple days at a time just like doing something family so like luckily i found my tweet early on so i don't have to think about it too much but there are there are weeks that we you know losing um or miss a couple tweets so send us those if you did enjoy um please like i said to go subscribe leave a like without further ado we'll see you next time